Welcome to the Story Talks Back. Almost everything that we remember, think about, or imagine is a story. Stories entertain us, inform us, and even define us. They have upsides, and they have downsides. This podcast explores the power of story in every aspect of our lives. I'm Dave Stanton. Thank you for joining us. Born in Alabama on August 2nd, 1921, Jane Gray Mansfield was the daughter of a charismatic Methodist minister and his quietly devoted wife. In childhood, Jane frequently relocated as her father shifted churches, living in Alabama, Kansas, Oklahoma, Tennessee, and elsewhere. She began to study piano at an early age and earned her bachelor's in music at Baylor University in Waco, Texas in 1947. In 1951, Jane made the bold move of coming to New York City on her own, determined to make a life as a musician and artist. She studied with the pianist Carlos Bueller, working during the day as a fashion artist and renting piano practice rooms at night at the YWCA and above Manhattan's Roseland Ballroom. She met George Stanton, a promising young chemical engineer at Grace Episcopal Church in Brooklyn Heights, where she was taking part in a debate on women's proper role in society. They married in 1956 and moved into a carriage house on nearby Hunts Lane. There she had a piano of her own, with George helping to manage her concerts and career. She had moved on to a more connected piano mentor, Beveridge Webster, and worked with him as she prepared for her Carnegie Hall debut in 1958. In 1962, Jane and George had a son, David, after relocating to New Jersey. Jane immersed herself in the local music scene, taking leadership roles in the New Jersey Federation of Music Clubs and the Suburban Music Study Club. She taught for years at Caldwell College, now University, guiding many young pianists and other instrumentalists. She founded a course on women in music and brought a chapter of Mu Phi Epsilon, the music sorority she joined at Baylor, to Caldwell. She also continued to refine her own musical knowledge through lessons with Russian pianist Vladzia Mashka and by earning her master's in music at Montclair State University. Later in life, she took a series of organist and choir director posts, bringing her back to the church, which had been her habitat in childhood. And she continued to work intensively with private piano students. But her biggest sources of pride and joy were her grandchildren, Sarah, born in 1991, and Christopher, born in 1995. Jane died on June 8th, 2008, at age 86, from complications of osteoporosis. She is remembered in this program by Rosemary and David Thomasberger and Leslie Heileman, who knew her as students at Caldwell College in the 1970s and remained friends for life. I'm just curious uh, to start off, can any of you remember uh, the first time you met my mom? Um, what your first impressions of her were, um, or the first time you remember talking to her or studying with her? Well, I had to minor on piano. I didn't have a choice. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, your mom led me through that. Um, I was a freshman. I don't really remember the first meeting, but she tried and tried and tried to 
get me good on piano. I played when I was young, but I went to an instrument where I just, two instruments where I just re read a single line. So I was having a very big issue using 10 fingers at one time and reading two stan stanzas of notes. Um, and I'll just skip to when I had to do a piano um, test and I got so frustrated and so bad that I just started crying and I quit. And she uh, definitely patted me on the back, told me I could do it and got me back in there to get through the rest of the test. So she was always very, very, very supportive. That's nice. Rosemary or David, do you have any sort of first memories of her? Yeah, I, and I remember um, hearing about that supportive nature but I did not have her as a piano teacher at first. When I was a freshman, I had a sister, Jeanne Dark, a totally different um, type of teaching. And it wasn't working for me. <laughs> and um, so it was a rough time, uh, freshman year. But I kept hearing about this wonderful other teacher who I didn't see, um, much I she may have been an adjunct at part time, I'm not yes, sure. Um, and then I think we, she became full time later on. But uh, so I had to stick it out with this teacher who was chosen for me, even though I went to the department head and said it's not a good match. Um, I was not a person to even really speak out about anything, so I really didn't like confrontation like this. But this was this was bad, a bad match. And um, so um, eventually I had just had it. And uh, I guess I, I found my voice as a sophomore and I was like, and I, and I saw her in action um, at the jury. Remember it was called the jury, uh, <laughs> Leslie, but yes, isn't that a wonderful, <laughs> way to put a you know a test for the end of the semester test um and i was playing for i was accompanying all the singers and um and i got to see her in action with her students and i just pointed at her and said to the department head i want her <laughs> she said uh oh, this is not the, it's not done that way it you know it's it's really this is a tough situation that you're putting me in because, you know, this is bad, this is gonna cause some bad feelings. And, and I said, it can't work any other way. You know, I just, I don't see how it can work. And she saw that too, the department had. So this uh, January, when we came back, or maybe we came back in February um, of that of sophomore year, then I, Oh my goodness, I wanted to kiss her feet. She was just so lovely in my first meeting. And it was it was a gathering in a room. I'm not sure what that was. I just remember we were all gathered together. So both of my teacher, the former teacher and my new teacher, who I hadn't had yet, were in the room. And um, it I just, oh, I was just so happy. That smile. I mean, that smile. <laughs> yeah. You just, your whole body just relaxed and just enjoyed that smile. And uh, so from there, you know, I had lost my mom three years prior. And so I think part of me was also searching for that 
mom feeling again. And she definitely, I mean, she was very maternal with me and, um, and it, but it wasn't all about that because she was definitely a down to business, you know, but <laughs> it was different with her. I've it just never encountered a teacher like that who, um, just had a perfect balance of, of getting me to do the work because um, I wanted to do it my way. And that, so I don't fault that other teacher so much as just me wanting to do it my way um, kind of thing. And because and I, I, I was not a classical pianist per se. Uh, I just didn't want to be pigeonholed that way. Like, and, uh, and so I, because I loved all kinds of music and I just wanted to be, I, I saw the benefit in playing all of it, but so did she. And, uh, or, you know, she just used whatever my interest was to, to reach me and to, um, and then uh, of course I wanted to do anything she asked me to do. So, um, you know, I even listened to her favorite composer. She talked about all the time. David, you'll probably remember Heiter uh, um, Villalobos. Yes, yes. Oh gosh, she wanted me to play, but who can play that way? I mean, like I heard her, I mean, I watched her, I got to watch the great Jane Stanton play because she would invite me over to her house once in a while and I don't know what that was all about. Uh, it was just a luck, lucky thing. I think maybe one time there was no heat in the school <laughs> so I had my my lesson with her and then the school was closed for holidays but she still wanted me to come so a few times and I remember you passing through um you know on your way to the kitchen or something like that and oh my goodness that's when that there was a different smile for you and I was like oh, okay She's very close. Yeah, from what my recollection is, the first time I met her mom was at Rosemary's uh, recital. Um, I was I was there for it. Um, she and I were going out at the time, and I went backstage afterwards and I met her, and it was was obvious at that point how invested she was in her students. I mean, it was she, those students belonged to her, and she, and you know that motherhood thing. She nurtured them. You, you could tell that. And in talking with Rosemary over the years, I mean, even before that, Mrs. Stanton's name came up all the time. So, I mean, the impact was 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 very evident and obvious. The, the other thing that I remember, the impressions, was that how much she empowered the students that she worked with, especially the women that, you know, you weren't second-class citizens that, that you were to be dealt with. You know, you were a force to behold. And, and that, that came from her. I mean, that's how she, I'm sure that's how she lived her own life because she was a very strong woman from what I could see. Sure. Do you, do you all have a sense of her, your relationship with her sort of changing your life trajectory or um that you took a direction or or had some uh, ideas that you wanted to pursue because you knew her i mean absolutely for me i had no 
intention to be a, a teacher. I was a performer and um, that's what I had always wanted to do. That's all I thought about. Um, but I saw the joy that she received from teaching. And she said to me, you know, you might find that you're more, you're going to perform more as a teacher, which, which was absolutely true. <laughs> That's what exactly happened. Exactly. But I, I wasn't hearing it. And at the time, and I was kind of yesing her to death and she, and she was okay about that. She just would lay it out there. Sometimes she would have a, a, you know, she would say something in, in ever so gentle a way, but in a caring way. And so, um, you know, that always stuck with me, the things that she would say to me. Um, and I just, uh, I trusted everything that she, you know, it just made so much sense. I don't know, she, she I just understood, she made me understand everything so easily. Um, it was just a language that, you know, I loved her way of teaching her language of teaching. So I, hopefully I'm, I've tried to copy that, but I'm not, I'm not as great a teacher as she is. So, uh, but definitely she's in my head when I'm talking to my students and I talk about her too. And I love that. I think we got the CD of her playing um, at her funeral, right? Yes. yes. Okay. So I have that in my classroom. So uh, my students are very interested. That's your teacher? Because, you know, concert artist. I mean, this is I'm like, yep, I had the famous Jane Stanton. <laughs> nice. <laughs> very nice. I, whoa. Huh. For me, um, I had lost my mother at nine years old, and um, your mom, Jane, was definitely um, a woman I looked up to, and she empowered us as women to pursue uh, what we really wanted to pursue and not listen to others that said, you can't do that, you'll never do that. So she was always a strength in that, and of course, it was still in the women's movement uh, time. <laughs> I, I, uh, that, that was very obvious about her. Yeah. And I went to school from 75 to 79. You know, I, I was just thinking back in retrospect that, um, the, when I was giving voice lessons, um, I sort of without, I guess unconsciously used her as a model of how to be invested in your student and how to, to help mold the student in, in the process of, 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 of the craft, mm -hmm. um, get them to believe in themselves. And, and I think that's, that's where Jane's biggest strength was to get that self-belief because once you get the student to believe in themselves, the rest of it becomes easy. But that's the hard part, get them to believe in themselves. And that's what she was so good at. I was wondering, is there, um, you talked about your recitals. I mean, is there a particular piece of music that reminds you of her or that you really associate in your mind with her one particular piece yep Chardon yeah. sous la pluie gardens in the rain <laughs> by Debussy mm. she loved that and um it's normally played 
I mean, she played, she played it faster than I just couldn't believe her hands. I could see her hands right now. Right, Leslie? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Just to watch that. But you didn't feel like, well, I can't, I can't do, I mean, you just knew you were, you're not going to do that, but still you just were so proud. This is the person teaching me. Wow. Am I lucky? How did I get so lucky? That's how I feel. How this, and, and for me, I just know that God put her in my life. I just know that he did because what a gift to have such a talented person with, I mean, just the best way of teaching um, all kinds of personalities. And I'm sure Leslie, that we were not. (laughs) No, I wasn't a perfect angel. That's for sure. (laughs) Well, I'm sure we went into our lesson telling her the latest problems in our lives and yeah. and she she allowed that and she was and she listened that's what I love she listened and she wasn't looking at her watch like wait come on we got to get to nope no. she just she she would just transition you from that problem into the music and you just got lost in her love of the music even though I didn't understand what she was talking about all the time because she just connected with, I mean, music was another person that she knew. Like she was so connected to the to music. Um, I mean, she was just inside the music. It was just, I think it was going on in her head the whole time. Probably that's how she was able to listen to us belly aching about college. <laughs> <laughs> She's listening to <laughs> Gardens in the Rain. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember one thing, Rosemary, that you had you had told me uh, at your recital was one of the things that she drilled you on in preparation for that was recovery. If something happened, how how to and something happened, <laughs> how, how to how to get back to it. And and there there is another example of something that in my mm. when I was giving voice lessons, I'm always showing the person where are the where are the places you can get back online you know if if something happens where can you get back to your to your focus um and that that's always the way we approach the piece of music because there are some pieces like the ave maria where there is no place to get back once you're off you're off and you're off forever but other places have little platforms where you can get back to where you need to be and that's something that i pulled from your mom is in performing you got to know how to get back if something goes wrong or move forward. Yeah. Was the, that was the case for me. I got lost in a Mozart piece. And um, so she, because uh, my memory was not good. And and um, so she was trying to come up with ways. Uh, Leslie, do you remember this? Where she would make you know, she'd say, you have to know what chord you're playing. Like you're playing, and, and at first I didn't understand this, but then you understood the structure of the piece if it's in the key of B flat, your first chord, if you line up all those notes on top of, you're playing a B flat chord. Now you're going to the fifth, it's moving. And then after a while I figured out, okay, that, so that's how I recovered. Me, yeah. I didn't play chords. I only played a single line. <laughs> Oh, but true. Yeah. True. 
the key was important. Yeah. But what I learned was like, if I made a mistake, you cannot dwell on it. You have to keep on going forward. You can worry about it when you're done. But mm -hmm. if you place yourself back when you make a mistake, you're never going to finish. Right. So that was one thing that, that she helped me with she, a lot. She, she prepared you for life also. I mean, it wasn't just music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a matter of fact, I had a freak out um, moment a week before I was messing everything up. I, I was going backwards and I was freaking out in my piano lesson. And she said, okay, this is, and maybe it was two weeks before. Um, she said, you're going to take a week off. I said, what? <laughs> I have to put in more time. She said, no, I don't want you to touch it. I want you to just use your fingers. And uh, I want you to just, you know, just have your fingers going and, and I want you to read certain sections. And that's, that was a really good thing too, is she would highlight certain sections instead of spending so much time on playing the whole darn thing all the time, but only work on the stuff that, so it wasn't always fun, but <laughs> that part, but that is the best, that was the best thing to say because that's what you do when you have a problem when you're troubleshooting work on the problem that don't just you know otherwise it's overwhelming so anyway I didn't touch it and she said go for a walk in the park and I'm just uh, I'm having an out-of-body experience thinking this is going to be this is you know going to be a disaster what's what's going on and I thought I was good you know, and then, but then we went back, had a few lessons, maybe three lessons. It started to come. I understood. She, she was not, she was unflappable. She was not freaking, she never freaked out over it. No, she, no, but she cared. You knew she cared. Um, but she was like a coach. Um, I loved her coaching as like when you're getting near a performance because it was exciting, you know. <laughs> Um, I was just curious, um, you know, if she were around today, what do you think she would think about things today? What do you think she would react to or, or what would she be doing with herself, do you think? My, my, my gut feeling is she'd be doing the same thing that she was and, and preaching the same things of, you know, persistence and um, getting in getting into the heart of everything that you're doing because th those those are stuff that doesn't matter what is happening in the world those are the keys to success in anything that, that's that's my gut feeling mm -hmm. yeah i could see her giving lessons online i mean if somebody set her up with it i think uh -huh. um, she would be all about that reaching more people like doing a master class that's what i think she would have done I don't think she'd like the world the way it is today. <laughs> she was very empathetic. So the world is too full of people who aren't empathetic these days. Mm -hmm. um, I think she would still be teaching. And I don't think it would matter the gender of the student that she would just be a hundred percent into seeing their success. Mm -hmm. That's what I think she'd still be teaching. Yeah. Just to, I really appreciate everybody's time and uh, 
just one final question. Uh, is there one thing you would like to say to my mom uh, if she were here now? Uh, anything you would say to her personally, if you could, if you don't mind me asking. Thank I'm, you so much. Go ahead, Rosemary. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go no, ahead. you go. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jane, so much for opening your heart to me. Uh, because I think you saved me. I, I think you gave me an avenue to go that was the right way for me to go and enjoy my life and of music. And I, I really owe that to Jane Stanton. Leslie? I would like to thank Jane for giving me the strength to pursue those things that I dreamed about and the just the strength to, to believe in myself and the belief that I could accomplish what I set out to accomplish. She was a big part of my life in that. Mm. And I thank her for that. Stability, she brought me a lot of stability, you know, mm -hmm. um, just because you could talk to her and, and she, Jane, you, you just helped me put it in perspective instead of always freaking out about everything. So she was a big, big um, empower of me and I appreciate it. Nice. Dave, did you have anything you would say? Just thank you for being such a shining example of great teaching. Yeah. Thank you. Story Talks Back is produced and hosted by Dave Stanton. The music you're hearing now was written and performed by Christopher Daydream. The theme music at the beginning of our show is an excerpt from Play by Merlin Twelfthoven, performed by Kronos Quartet as part of their 50 for the Future series. Please subscribe to the Story Talks Back on Podbean and check us out on Instagram. See you next time.